Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. You honor us by finding us and listening in. We pray this sermon stirs up your love for Jesus and grows you in your faith. But before we begin, we ask that you not let this podcast, or any podcast for that matter, replace the local church in your life. You need to be a member of a local congregation and under the shepherding of that flock's pastor. So please become part of a local church if you aren't currently. If you'd like more information about our church, please go to www.mountzionchula.org. Enjoy our podcast. I want to talk about something tonight that every one of us has a problem with. I'm not going to tell you what it is to start with, but we've all got the same problem, okay? Identical. Scripture we're going to look at is found in James chapter 3. James chapter 3, beginning in verse 2. It says, for we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a mature man who is also able to control his whole body. Now when he puts bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we also guide the whole animal and consider ships. Though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by the very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how large a forest a small fire ignites. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue... A word of unrighteousness is placed among the parts of our body. It pollutes the whole body and sets the course of life on fire and sets and is set on fire by hell. Every sea creature, reptile, bird, or animal is tamed and has been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a relentless evil full of deadly poison. We praise our Lord and Father with it, and we curse men who are made in God's likeness with it. Praising and cursing comes out of the same mouth. My brother, these things should not be this way. Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives? My brothers, or can a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt water spring produce fresh water. Will you pray with me? Father, I just uh, thank you tonight for your blessings, for your love, and your presence here. And I pray, Lord, that you'll, you'll be with each of us as we look at your word and we see where we fit in with your plan. And do what you want us to do and live the way you want us to live. Bless us now, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name that I pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. 
first question I want to ask you is, how big is your tongue? Nobody's going to own up to it. The Guinness Book of World Records says that the world's longest tongue is 9.2 centimeters long. That tongue belongs to a fellow by the name of Stephen Taylor. He's a chauffeur in England. And he can stick out his tongue, those 9.2 centimeters, which is about three and a half inches. About that much. None of us can do that, I don't think. How much does your tongue weigh? Do you have any idea? The average male tongue weighs two and a half ounces. For a woman, the average tongue weighs a little bit over two ounces. So women's tongues are smaller than men's tongues. Now, I'm going to resist the temptation of saying anything more about that. The tongue is but a small part of the body, but it serves three important functions that we need to be aware of. It helps us, first of all, that something all of us do is it helps us in tasting our food. Feeling the, tasting the sweet and tasting the sour. Uh, it helps us by that taste to where we keep on eating what we're doing. And it helps us, the tongue helps us to swallow our food. If all you did was chew your food and you never swallowed it, it wouldn't do your body any good. And it's your tongue that puts it down in your esophagus. No, not your esophagus, is it? What is it? Throat. And sends it on down to the stomach. The tongue is a small part of the body. Verse 2 says that we stumble in many things. And we're told that the Greek word translated stumble does not imply to a fatal fall. Just because you stumble in life, it does not mean that it's fatal. It's not the end of your life and, and the fact that you can never overcome whatever you have done or whatever you have said or wherever you've been. You can survive it with the Lord's help and his strength and his forgiveness in your own heart and life. So we're not talking about losing salvation here implies that something that trips us up and hinders our progress in the Lord is something that we ought to look to and something we ought to try to see if we can straighten out in our lives. Verse 2, if you remember, says, goes, if anyone does not stumble in his words, he is a perfect man. To not stumble in words shows a true spiritual maturity. There's a story about Earl and Mabel. A couple attended church services on a somewhat regular basis. They didn't go every Sunday, but, but you know, you could, you could count on them to show up at least two times a month at the church service. And they both professed to be Christians, but you'd never believe it by the words and the actions that they said. One Sunday morning, as they were driving to church, 
a police officer pulled him over. The officer said, I clocked you at 80 miles per hour, sir. And angrily, Earl replied back to him, listen, I had this car on cruise control at 60, so your radar gun must be uh, must need being calibrate, calibrated. I'm not looking up from the Sunday paper that Mabel was reading, she said, Earl, that's a bald-faced lie. This car doesn't have a cruise control on it. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. First point I want to make tonight is that the tongue is powerful. There's a story of a big old mule named Festus. And though he's big, he can be controlled by a bit that's in his mouth. Uh, those mules and those horses, uh, when that rider has got those reins in their hands and that bit's in, in the animal's mouth, all they got to do is pull right or left, and that horse will go right or left. All they got to do is pull back with both of them, and the horse will stop. It's there to help the rider tell the horse or the mule what he wants them to do. You think of the tongue. And it's like a big rudder on a large ship. Without the rudder, the ship is out of control. The ship will go in the wrong direction. Without the rudder, it may even get to the point where the ship sinks. Something as small as a tongue can have tremendous power. The words we say, the thoughts that we have in our mind and we let them come out of our mouth to others hurts. And the fire of the tongue can truly burn. You know, there's that old saying we learned when we was growing up. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That's a lie. Amen? That's a lie. The bitter pain of words spoken against us can hurt us long after broken bones are healed from whatever tragedy we had. What others say to us. And what we say to others about us can last a long time. And it can be for good or it can be for evil. Four preachers got together every morning down at McDonald's. There they'd have coffee. And, and uh, one day one of them said to the group, we encouraged people in our church to confess their sins and their weaknesses to one another, and to pray for each other. And we can't really ask them to do that if we're not willing to set the same example ourselves. I think we should share our weaknesses, share our sins, our secret vices to each other. And they talked about it, and they agreed that that's what they'd do. The first pastor shared his overwhelming sin. He confessed, there are times that I just can't resist it. I go to the adult bookstore and rent X-rated movies. 
The second preacher confessed, I have a drinking problem. I keep a bottle of vodka in my desk in my office and take a swig two or three times a day. The third pastor confessed, well, I have a problem with gambling. I like to play the lottery every week. Sometimes I put on a disguise to go to a riverboat and gamble. They all had their eyes on preacher number four. And they said, what about you? Well, he says, I don't want to talk about it. And one of the pastors said, we confess to you our secret sins. And you really really need to do the same for us. So he finally said, all right, I'll tell you what my secret is. I like to gossip. I'm supposed to laugh at that. I thought it was funny. <laughs> the Bible says that the tongue is but a small member of the body. It's nothing to compare to the size of your head, nothing to compare to the size of your feet. But despite its small size, the tongue has unusual power. Amen. Let's check back with Earl and Mabel. The officer, police officer, wrote out a speeding ticket to him. Earl snatched it out of the policeman's hand and looked over his wife and growled, Can't you keep your big fat mouth shut every once in a while? And Mabel replied back, You should be thankful your radar radar detector went off when it did. The police officer made out a second traffic ticket for illegal use of a radar detector unit. Again, Earl looked at his wife and said through clenched teeth, Doggone it, you old woman, can't you keep your big mouth shut? That sounded like Earl and Mabel had a tongue problem, didn't it? So that brings me to another point. Taming your tongue is not easy. In James, verse 7 and 8, it says, For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. You ever tried to tame a wild animal? When we first moved into the house over there, for some reason I decided that I wanted a goat. And Jay, y'all know Jay, he had the goats. And so I told him I wanted a goat. And so I fixed a pen up in the backyard back there. Don't know why I wanted the goat, but I did. Fixed a pen up back there and made it, you know, it was... It was, looked like it was sealed constantly. I went over to Jay's house, and I got the goat. He caught it, gave it to me. I had Jason with me. He was in the back seat holding the goat as we drove home. We got to the house. I went back there where I had fixed up that little square uh, fence back there. I put the goat in there. Every time I walked out of the door, the goat was out of the fence. I couldn't keep him in the fence. The fence was that high. The goat wasn't but that high. 
but that goat could get out of that fence. One day I finally caught that goat. I loaded him up in the back seat, put him in Jason's lap, and we drove over to Jay's house. And I took that goat back. And I said, I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm not a goat man. We do life a lot like that sometimes, don't we? We think we've got it figured out. We think we know where life is going. And we keep finding ourselves stumbling and falling down all around ourselves. Every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now let's go back to Earl and Mabel, see what they're doing. The police officer made a second ticket for the illegal use of that radar detector unit. Again, Earl looked at his wife, and he said with clenched teeth, Doggone it, you old woman, can't you keep your big mouth shut? And the police officer frowned, and at that exchange of hostile words between the man and his wife, and then the policeman said, I noticed you're not wearing your seatbelt. That's automatic $75 fine. And Earl said, yeah, well, you see, officer, I had it on, but I took it off when you pulled me over. Once again, Mabel spoke up. That's another big lie. You know very well that you don't have your seatbelt on. You never wear your seatbelt when you're driving. Third point is tongues are Tongues of real Christians don't speak evil ways. We don't talk evil, evil about others. We don't let gossip overflow our, our minds, and then we spread that gossip around. And when we spread that gospel around, the way we spread it around is we talk about it. And that's our tongue. The tongue can be used for the highest calling. You can... Hear the choir sing and listen to what they sing. Now, I just sit back here and hold a place in the choir, okay? But you can, you can hear them sing and feel, and I even feel it, and I'm not doing much singing, but I feel the rejoicing of the Lord as those words go through your mind and out your mouth, and you follow the music. And it causes you to have something that moves inside of your heart. It lifts you up. We need to be the kind of people that lets that happen in our lives, even if we're not in the choir, even if we're not listening to music walking along beside somebody else and giving them encouragement 
And you know something I found out? When you give people encouragement, more than likely, most time, they'll encourage you back. They may say, thank you. They may have uh, the feeling of joy in their life of, of knowing that whatever their problem was because of the way you spoke to them and you cared for them and you loved them and you showed them that, that their life could be different. That whatever they was facing is not the end. That God is there with them, loving them, guiding them, leading them. And he's leading each and every one of us. I want to go back to Earl and Mabel. How they couldn't control their tongues. Maybe you are like Earl was. You use unkind words when you're not to. Maybe like Mabel, you talk about the failures of the other folks around you. You know, it's always their fault. They're the ones that always mess up. I'm perfect. I don't have that problem. You can do a lot of harm to others by what your tongue says to them and about them. And so... I want you to understand something very important tonight. We need to be folks that have better control of our tongues so that we can show forth more forgiveness and more love. Amen? Father, I pray this prayer of thanksgiving to you for all that you have done for each and every one of us. And I thank you for this loving church, for all that you do in our church and how you lead us. And I pray, Lord, that that will be a, a light that shines in this community and goes as far as it needs to go and can go to bring the lost to Jesus. And Lord, I pray that every one of us will be willing to be used by you to lead those that don't know you to that saving grace and knowledge of who you are and the sacrifice you made to show us just how much you love each and every one of us. Thank you for doing that for us, Father. For it's in Jesus' name, amen.